Hey everybody, welcome back to the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I am uh, honored once again to be joined by my friend Joe Brown from Suplexes and Microphones. Joe, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on once again. Uh, so, so um, I'm having Joe on. We're going to talk about the PCW show that happened, Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Joe was actually at the IWE show, so I'm wanting to get his first-hand account. There was also Chester APW uh, was this weekend. Don't have results for them yet. Uh, I need to figure out how far Chester is from you, Joe. Um, it is about two and a half hours, I believe, because I, w- I went there at least once. We went, with, we went there on the way to Myrtle Beach one time. How is that on the way to Myrtle Beach? Oh, I guess it is. It, it's not exactly, but it's not too far out of the way either. I don't know if you know this, Joe. Augusta is East Georgia. Did you know that? You know, I see you wanted to beat me to the punch uh, <laughs> on that one tonight before I could say anything on the broadcast here. But, yeah, that's my that's my understanding as well. Yeah, I have... Uh... Some, there are some who would say it's South Georgia, but no. Listen, I just you know I want to be accurate here. Well, for, let's um let's talk about the results from this PCW show. You were at their last show. You've seen some of this talent. There's some of this talent here that I'm not as familiar with. Uh, opening match, Cooper Housley, who had some issues with Patrick Scott and Chance Riser and Mason Miles. He teamed up with All Worm No Soul. Uh, for a six-man tag team match, and it was Housley and All Worm No Soul uh, getting the victory. But now you've got Mason Miles, Patrick Scott, and Chance Riser who are calling them, themselves the Kings. So I guess they've moved away from this, the millennial kind of thing. What are what are your thoughts on this new group that's come together? Yeah, I, I noticed that they started throwing out the hashtag Team Kings or something like that uh, pretty recently. I mean, me personally, uh, I would like to see Patrick Scott get some singles action. Yes. Um, but all these guys in this team, in this Teen Kings or Kings group are very talented. So uh, any one of them can do could do great things. But Patrick Scott's the guy I really have my eyes on as far as taking it to another level. Yeah, Patrick Scott. Um, he's to be honest, he's one of those people that win the next round of signings happens if someone said hey Patrick Scott got signed I'd be like well yeah of course he did like just uh, uh, really good worker you know uh, of course you know as as people can see from his work in PCW and Pro Wrestling Turbo he's got a little bit of an attitude problem but a lot of young people do these days so maybe he can get that squared away so we also had now at the last PCW show Jesse Barton beat uh, Joshua Cutshaw by disqualification. The roles were reversed this time, and it was Cutshaw winning when Barton put the cage over Cutshaw's head and just beat him with it. Uh, I've never seen Jesse Barton snap before, but it sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, it does. Uh, a little a little bit of revenge taking it out on Cutshaw. And I, I'm glad to see Cutshaw getting kind of a regular role there as well. Uh, I don't know if this feud's going to continue because that's that's one to one, correct? On uh, the last two last two shows there, but maybe that's building up to something, you know, maybe inside of a cage or something. Who knows? Ah, uh, or you know what? 
it, it would be logical for them to have a no DQ match at the next show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, one of the matches that a lot of people were looking forward to was Anthony Henry and Ethan Case. These guys have wrestled uh, several times, various places, uh, and this match was made. The winner is going to be the number one contender for the PCW Heavyweight Championship, and it was Anthony Henry getting a win by submission. Um, if people listen to this podcast, you, you've you heard me say, I think Anthony Henry is not going to be on the... He said himself, his indie run ends at the end of January. Well, January 2nd, he's getting a shot at Drew Adler. Uh, what are your thoughts on Anthony Henry? Is he going to take the title that night? Man, I don't know. That that would surprise me, but I wouldn't put it past Henry because he, he's obviously able to take the title off of Adler if anyone is. But, uh, you know, what happens if he does win that title and, and like you're predicting, he's he's off to NXT or WWE a month later? I don't know. Uh, it would be... That would be a very interesting situation. Um, but uh, that you know, Anthony Henry has said that's you know he whenever wherever he's going, he wants to take some championships with him, and I don't I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't stand in his way either. No, that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, so next, we had a scramble match to determine. Uh, the number one contender for the Soda City Championship. Now, these, I would say the last four PCW shows that this has kind of become a staple that if you go to a PCW show, you know you're getting a scramble match to determine the number one contender for the Soda City Championship. Yeah, yeah, it, it does seem to be a theme. Um, and, they, and they have a lot of talent in these matches, too. I know it came down to uh, Fluffman and Owen Knight in the end there with uh, what is it? No contest happened there, right? Yeah, those guys feuded over the championship. So here's who was in it: Owen Knight, uh, Beastly. Uh, I'm trying. I see. <laughs> I'm reading the results. I can't think of it. It's K Holiday. That's not his wrestling yeah. name. I apologize. Uh, Drew Hood, Wade Adams, somebody you're familiar with, PJ Ellis, JD Drake, and Fluffman. Uh, in this, and uh, again, the action got down to the last two, spilled out, and the referee had no, uh, they fought to the back, so referee had to call for the bell. Uh, and again, I, you know, it doesn't sound like things are done with Fluffman and, and Owen Knight. Right, yeah, I suspect we'll see them uh, go at it again, probably in January, but we'll have to see. Uh so actually, they they fought through the next match. Uh, Donnie Ray challenged BK Westbrook for the Soda City Championship. Uh, Owen Knight uh, <laughs> and Fluffman fought back out to ringside, um, and it was Donnie Ray uh, getting his first man, maybe his first title run at anywhere in South Carolina, but winning that Soda City Championship. So BK Westbrook with a with zero successful title defenses, so it was a very abrupt uh, abrupt end to his reign. But I would think you're going to see in January Donnie Ray, Owen Knight, Fluffman in a triple threat match for that Soda City Championship. What do you think? Probably, and maybe throw Starboy in there as a fourth uh, there as go. well. Who knows? Who knows? 
Yeah, I, it, um, yeah, absolutely. Maybe instead of the scramble match to determine the number one contender, maybe in January it's a scramble match for the actual championship. Who knows? Right, exactly. In the uh, in the main event, it was uh, Drew Adler defending the PCW Heavyweight Championship against James Johnson. These are guys that have wrestled several times. Uh, Ryan Adler, uh, Drew's brother and manager, interfered, kind of turned the tides of the match. It was Drew Adler uh, successfully defending the championship. And then Anthony Henry came out and... Uh, basically said, hey, I, I'm not going to be on the independence very much longer, but I'm going to be a champion for as long as I can. So, January 2nd, me, I, I don't know, have these guys, to your knowledge, wrestled one-on-one before? Um, not that I can recall. Um, this, once I, I saw recall. the date for this, I circled it. I mean, as you and I were talking, this is something I'm circling on my calendar just for that match. You're talking about... Two guys from from Georgia, uh, you know, again, Anthony Henry, somebody who's who's wrapping up on the Indies, Drew Adler, who is coming into his own and dominating on the Indies. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Joe. Who's your pick? Oh, man. Come on. Because I know you you totally don't like either one of these guys. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Drew's going to retain. Anthony, I'm sorry, you got to get a belt in NXT. I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. I think uh Here's the thing. Um I think I think Ryan Adler's going to be the difference. Um And that very it sounds like that was a difference here, so why not again, right? Uh, now, what would be awesome is, you know, if uh, Amber showed up with Anthony Henry. I know she used to come to the ring with him back in the day and maybe even things up or maybe a J.D. Drake in his corner. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Drake would be a wild card. Amber, you know, I don't, she could probably take Ryan. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> for sure. For sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so anyway, folks, so uh, Palmetto Championship Wrestling will be back uh, January the 2nd. Uh, so, now let me just go ahead and put this out there, fans, and in case you don't know, uh, in the state of South Carolina, you got to be licensed. Um, if wrestlers get their license in December or November, it counts for the whole next year. So, hopefully, everybody they book for the show um, doesn't put that off and they go ahead and get that taken care of. And it's going to be, I mean, listen. I'm saying it right now. If I don't have anything January the second, I am driving to Columbia, and I'm I want to see that Henry Adler match, uh, no doubt. I don't think you'll be there, Heath. You got 14 jobs, and if someone of them always comes up when there's a PCW show, <laughs> that, that's so true. That's so true. Well, let's talk about you uh, went down to the Columbia County Fairgrounds for the IWE Parade of Champions show. Um, what uh, there's a report uh, fans will link to this in the show notes. Uh, first of all, before I do that, thanks to Redbeard for those results. If you're not a member of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards on Facebook, uh, Redbeard always posts results there. Uh, but there's a we'll link to uh, these report this IWE report from uh, Georgia Wrestling History. Uh, Joe, kind of what's what's your overall 
once you arrived, what was your overall feeling about this show? Uh, you know, it was different. The setup was different because it was kind of on the edge of a uh, almost like a warehouse style building. If anyone's been out to the fairgrounds, it's where you go through to get your tickets and, and come into the fairgrounds. But it was kind of off to that edge, almost what would be considered a back porch. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So it was, a, it was a bit of a different setup. But the reason it worked is because you could really spread out and still have a great view right. of the ring. Uh, there were some picnic tables set up, fans brought their own chairs, and, and there were some chairs provided by IWE as well. So uh, it was kind of spaced out. We, again, that's that's what we're looking for, I guess, for the safety aspect. So that, that really helped that work out well. Um, so uh, the first match is a match we've seen in other places. Uh, AC Mack taking on David Ali, and the stipulation was the winner of this match is going to be the number one contender for the New Age Championship. That's correct. And this match was a great opener. Um, both these guys always, to me, put on good matches and talk really well, and there was a little bit of a trash talk back and forth, both before and during. And so David Ali pulled out the win here. And that was, we, both of us chose him as the winner, so we were right on that one. Well, we, uh, of course we were, of course we were right. Now, the second match, which was actually for the New Age title, and I don't think when we talked last week <clears throat> that we, were, we knew that this was for the New Age title. Well, actually, before that match, you had the IWE Mayhem champion which is kind of like their version of a hardcore title. James Houston came out with Bob Keller, uh, which was a new twist. I'm not sure that James, uh, that Keller had managed him before, and basically put out a challenge uh, for somebody to come. You know, that was a match that wasn't on the card, but put out a, a challenge for anyone to come and fight him for that Mayhem Championship. That's right. And I, first off, let me say that that Mayhem title, I checked with, Timothy Blackman that replaced their hardcore title. Okay, and it 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 looks amazing. Okay, it looks great. It doesn't look like a hardcore title. You know, a lot of the hardcore titles are kind of ripped up and things right. like that. This this thing looks like uh, uh, sort of not much, but sort of like the old red NWA TV title. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and then and Bob Keller kind of played Paul Heyman to James Houston's Brock Lesnar. Gotcha. Uh, he took the mic and, and did all the talking while Houston kind of stood there holding the belt, uh, trying to trying to be intimidating that sort of thing. So uh, that worked out. You know, they got fans riled up a little bit, and basically, like you said, he said, oh, "I'm giving you ten minutes to provide a challenger." Well, well, we would find out later in the show what they did. Now, the next was um, for that IWE New Age title, and it was Tyler Culprit challenging Hunter Young. This was one of the matches that we kind of uh, had a difference on. What did you think of this match? It was your first time seeing Tyler Culprit live. It was. Uh, I like Tyler Culprit. I mean, he's, he's a solid worker. He uh, he didn't do anything extraordinary. And the only thing I really wanted to see out of him more, if he's going to play a supervillain, then act like one. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't see a lot of taunting the fans or heel-ish type behavior. And I would have loved to have seen that. That would have taken him to the next level. I feel like a lot of times, 
Yeah, there's 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 not a lot of good evil villains anymore. Um, but it was uh, Hunter Young got the win, was able to uh, defend the championship. I can't remember who I picked. Who did you pick? I picked Hunter Young, and interesting that you couldn't remember. You picked Tyler Culprit. Well, I was wrong. So I So you were point. wrong on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Hunter Young. Uh, that's a good. That's a good win for him. I think that's a good spot for him. Um, and I, I look forward to. You know, I, I hope. You know, IWE has kind of made a reputation of doing matches that haven't been done in other places. And uh, I'm, I'm, hopefully with Hunter Young, they can just kind of just have a long list of guys coming into Georgia who, who, even though Tyler Culprit is not new to Georgia. He was new to the promotion, and that would be a good way to introduce guys uh, to the promotion is put them in there with Hunter Young. Right. No, I agree. And and something about Hunter uh, that's pretty cool, I, I spent a few minutes talking with him, and he's one of my favorite guys to talk to. Yeah. Um, he's actually opening up with some other folks this Legacy Performance Center. Uh, it's going to be down in Vidalia, Georgia. It's like a uh, sports-specific type training. Gotcha. He said there's nothing like that in that uh, South Georgia area. <laughs> and uh, and he's, he's real excited about it. And the thing is, like, he said there's commercial gyms around there, Planet Fitness, things like that. But they don't let kids and teens in. Oh, gotcha. So this is to help, you know, young athletes develop, like, specific baseball training and football, other things like that. He said there might even be a ring in there, so who knows? Oh, wow. Well, that would be awesome. So I thought that was that was pretty cool that he's going to be involved with that down there in the South Georgia area. <laughs> well, and now that's set up, you know, whenever IWE's next show is, they, they haven't announced anything, but David Ali and Hunter Young, that's a match we haven't seen. That's correct. And, and David Ali did come out and speak with Hunter Young about – you know, his savior gimmick. I, I'm going to save you. You may be the saint, but I'm going to save you. So that'll be interesting. Interesting. Well, James Houston came back out and he did have a couple of challengers for the Mayhem Championship. One of them being um, Savannah Evans was scheduled to wrestle uh, Brooklyn Creed, who was uh, not there on Saturday night. Uh, but Savannah Evans answered the challenge, and also uh, a young man named Brandon Parker. That's right. Now, That's I'm, right. And I'm this, only, this match, the, the only one in that match I'm familiar with is Savannah Evans. So smartness up on James Houston and Brandon Parker. Uh, James Houston, I don't know a whole lot about, but he he is known for these hardcore type matches. I've seen him in several. And Brandon Parker was a guy that used to work Flatline and some other uh, Georgia promotions. Hasn't been around in a while. Hasn't been active in a while. Okay. Uh, he he came out. He's he's a he was close to James Houston's size. Uh, he came out with a mask, of, you know, almost a Halloween ish mask, and you know, it was it was your typical hardcore match. Uh, they had plywood, uh, not a table, but a piece of plywood that, that got broken, some chairs, and probably the spot of the night, uh, Savannah Evans poured out some Legos on the concrete and slammed Houston onto the Legos. Oh, my word. I wouldn't want to yeah. get on any either of those individually, much less together. Right, exactly. So that, And, you know, Savannah actually pulled out the win, and so she's the new 
Mayhem champion for IWE. Wow. So um, I'm trying to think. I think Savannah held another championship in the Carolinas and Georgia. I, I, my brain is not functioning correctly on this evening. But that's a big win for her. And, and we mentioned Anthony Henry. I, I think Savannah Evans is on people's radar. And uh, I would, if, if, let me put it this way if IWE had to find a new IWE Mayhem champion following the first part of 2021, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I hope you're right for, for her, you know, professional career. I think, I think she is deserving of, a step up there, but you know, if not, I would assume we're going to see some more hardcore intergender matches. And that's something you don't, I mean, that's kind of an attraction. You can't, you don't really see that in a lot of places. Correct. And you don't, you don't even really see just hardcore women's matches. That's true. But it sounds like she, you know, she's going to defend this title against everybody, which would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Who did we? If, if well, anybody can do it. It's her. Well, we didn't have a pick for that match. That was that was a uh, under the card subject to change. Uh, but we both had picked Savannah Evans to beat Brooklyn Creed. So hey, that's a, that counts as a win, right? That counts as win. Uh, our bookie uh, believes. Uh, well, well, we'll have to check with him. Uh, then we had man this 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 kind of this. Uh, Attraction match: Logan Creed and Alex Hammerstone. What are you, I mean? What are you? What do you think of Hammerstone here? You know, I was first time seeing him as well, and I thought he came out. He looked good. He got the fans riled up and um, against him to make it clear. You know, they they weren't cheering for the new guy. They needed they needed to cheer for Creed because Creed's been kind of he's played heelish and yeah. and face as well. So. Uh, you know, it was it was what would you expect out of this big, big, huge slams, big, huge suplexes, things like that. Um, and, I, and you already know as well as I do, Logan Creed got the win there. Yeah, I saw a video of Hammerstone suplexing Creed, and it was uh, it was very impressive. Uh, yeah, the, I thought the ring was going to break. Honestly. Oh wow. Um. Well, I think uh, uh, this is a big, you know, Logan Creed really doesn't need a lot of big wins in Georgia. Um, but this may set the stage for something in MLW between these guys. That's true. Well, then we uh, have yeah. a guy who's no stranger to Georgia and uh, Tim Blackman. Josh Magnum came out, had some words for the fans. Uh, we haven't seen Josh Magnum in a while. He was uh, a part of Midlands Championship Wrestling uh, down um, near Columbia, um, and then no showed some shows. And uh, but now he's made his presence known in IWE. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, him, and Tim Blackman go a little ways back, and. Um, He's, he's had a few matches at IWE. He actually wrestled Logan Creed once ah. in IWE. Um, but he has, and I could not remember this, and then I talked to Tim Blackman. He's actually gotten involved in some of the legacy matches, uh, causing Sean legacy losses and, you know, interfering and things like that. Right. Uh, I, was not, I was not aware. I, I did not remember that. I think I was there for one of those. 
Um, but yeah, he, he basically wants to be the man there at IWE, and, and Tim Blackman says you got to wait your turn. Wow. Well, <clears throat> we mentioned earlier, cards subject to change. That was also the case in the uh, the, the the tag team championship match. It was supposed to be the Ugly Ducklings uh, versus the Metro Brothers. Uh, Tim Blackman came out, and um, Metro Brothers weren't there. So, Joe, walk us through kind of uh, the match that Tim Blackman made here. Yeah, uh, Tim said the Metro Brothers weren't coming because they felt disrespected by the fans, and that that's your champs, that's your title holders. So Tim said, hey, I promised y'all a title tag match, so that's what we're going to have. The winner of this match is going to be the new tag champs. And it was the Ugly Ducklings, and although I thought uh, Lance Lube was going to be there with Rob Kiljo, it was actually Mikey, uh, Coach Mikey with Rob, and they went up against Shay Shay McGrady and a fellow I, I had never seen before, John Matthews. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him, but he was. No, the, he was a. Uh, he was a like solid was a worker. Field, yeah. and, oh, gotcha. Yeah, he he filled in for uh, Will Willie D uh, Junior as Shay Shay calls him to to kind of make uh, a, a new version of high profile for this one. <laughs> well, did well. Um, they made it um, the match for the IWE Tag Team Champions, and we do have new uh, champions. This was the longest match of the night. Um, of course, the, it was. Ducklings, the Ducklings are no strangers to Shea Shea McGrady. They've had all sorts of matches in um, Chester and uh, different places. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Ugly Ducklings winning the championships? Well, uh, a couple things. You know, they, they had the crowd uh, by far the whole night, the most crowd support and the loudest crowd during the Ducks match. And, uh, Getting the win there, I I guess we're going to see, you know, Coach Mikey put out a post that he didn't want to do much more traveling for wrestling. And being one half of the tag champions at a local promotion, you know, he can still work and not have to travel. But it was actually pretty entertaining when it was over. You know, again, the Metro Brothers have the title belts at their house or wherever it may be. Right. And Rob and Mikey pretended they were putting the straps on each other and, you know, shining them up and things, even though there was nothing there. So the crowd got a kick out of that, too. Well, maybe one, uh, maybe down the line, we'll we'll finally get that Ducklings versus uh, Metro Brothers match. Now, here's a question. With the Ugly Ducklings, is it a free bird rule? Like, if Lance Lude comes, can he defend the titles? How does that work? You know what? I didn't ask him that, but that's a good point. I think the Ugly Ducklings can kind of do whatever they want to. Well, yeah, who's going to argue with those guys? Just just get out there and wrestle because they're always fun to watch, that's for sure. That's right. Well, then we had the main event, this cage match. Uh, Slim J had to vacate the IWE Heavyweight Championship because of uh, his injury. Um, now, let me ask you uh, real quick. When they made the cage match, was it did you win by escaping the cage or winning it, pinfall submission, whatever? Did they announce that? Yeah. I, I, if Heath, if they did, I don't remember, but the actions that I saw on the ring lets me know that it was basically escape the cage or pinfall submission. So it was any one of those ways to win. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I know I, was, I remember watching a cage match one time and, like, 
no one had tried to escape the whole time and then just kind of walked out of the cage at the end. I'm like, what just happened? What, what just, what's just going on? You know, of all the things Vince McMahon brought to wrestling, I think it was Vince McMahon. I don't want to, I don't know the history of cage matches. That'll be a category for Mark, but the whole escaping the cage to win has never made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So this is Sean Legacy and Billy Brash. Um, I've talked a lot on the uh, talked a lot about them and a lot about this match. Uh, you know, behind the scenes on our Patreon, patreon.com slash double drop kick. If you want we're giving you the results. If you want the behind the scenes stuff again, patreon.com slash double drop kick. What are your what did uh, Sean Legacy's coming off that bodybuilding competition? Did you see any was he missing anything, or was he on top of his game in this match? No, he wasn't missing anything. In fact, he still looked pretty lean, like he looked in some of those uh, bodybuilding pictures. Um, and they, you know, they had the match you would expect out of these two. It was, it was wild. Um, I, I, if you want me to go into what happened, I can. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah. So, kind of to your point, I think Legacy was about to exit the ring. <laughs> through the door, not not the hard way over the top. Right. <laughs> and uh, Mac, Josh Magnum comes running out there and slams the cage door right into Legacy's head. Oh, wow. And drops him. And Brash gets uh, Legacy in a submission and he was completely unresponsive. He was out. So Brash won basic, essentially through submission with, with no response from Legacy. Now, let me ask you this, Joe. Now, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to accuse Billy Brash of anything, but when this happened, was he aware of Magnum's interference, and did you get a sense that maybe these two guys were in cahoots? I don't think Billy Brash wants or needs anybody's help, personally. I agree. But, uh, I, agree. I, I, don't, I don't think they're in cahoots, but I don't think he was going to uh, let that advantage slip away either. And this is, man, this is huge. This is, um, to my knowledge... Okay, again, my limited knowledge in the time that I've been covering the Carolinas, this is Billy Brash's first heavyweight championship in in this region. If I'm not mistaken, he's never been viral champion, PCW champion. He's he, he was he's he's been like the mid card guy. I mean the the he's been uh, you know the Carolinas champion at Chester APW. He's been right. the heritage champion in AML. Uh, right. He's never been, boom, hey, on uh, on tops. This is a big win for him. Yeah, he was a two-time PWX ITV champ and uh, tag champ for Viral. But you're right. As far as the top dog, this is the first one I, I know of. Um, well, I'd be curious to see who his first challenger would be. I would. It looks like Sean Legacy and Josh Magnum are on a collision course. <laughs> Um, of some sort, um, but of everybody you saw on this card, who do you think might be Billy Brash's uh, first challenger? That's a good question. I mean, they may throw Logan Creed at him first and uh, just kind of let those guys do battle. But you're right for about one thing. Uh, Tim Blackman has promised that he's going to give Legacy a chance to get his hands on Josh Magnum at the next show. He made that promise to my son, so he better keep it. <laughs> um, man, Billy Brash and Logan Creed, that's a match we haven't seen anywhere. Not, 
I, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard about it. So, you know, I'm in for that one for sure. Take my money. Take my <laughs> money. Yeah, and, and by the way, while we were um, on this call, Tim Blackman messaged me, and uh, the next show for them is going to be January 23rd. January 23rd. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. Breaking news. Now, live. They, almost, almost live. Almost live. <laughs> now, do we have... Um, do we have a venue yet for that? He's working on that, and I'm sure that's going to be partially determined by what's going on with the uh, the different venues restrictions and that sort of thing. But but he said that that date is pretty much locked in, but the venue is not. I, you know, I don't think um, you and I have talked about viral pro wrestling having troubles with. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't call it troubles with their venue. Their venue just has restrictions, and they they can't have a show there right now. But uh, it's going to be interesting going to twenty and twenty one. This, you know, the the virus and the COVID restrictions are not going anywhere uh, anytime soon, and it it's going to be very interesting to see which promotions are able to make adjustments and still run uh, safely. Uh, what, what you've been to a couple of shows now? Um, what were your thoughts as far as the COVID precautions that they took at IWE last night? Yeah, I, I actually talked to Tim Blackman about that um, for several several minutes. You know, they as far as fans, they did temperature screenings on the way in, and masks were required. I think Charles Felder's report on uh, Georgia Wrestling History said 90% of people were wearing masks. I, I, mean, I didn't see anybody not wearing a mask unless they were eating something. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, and Tim told me as well that all the workers had to provide a negative COVID test from the last 72 hours gotcha. to work. So, you know, and, and with as I mentioned when we opened up here, with the way the venue being outside and, and, the, and the setup was, was arranged, I don't know you could do much more. Right, right. Um, I think for the most part, I mean, a, a lot of the promotions that, that uh, we've been covering, they've been doing a really good job. There are some promotions that have been uh, packing people in a little too close for my comfort. Um, but some people are comfortable with that, you know, and, um, and some people are not. But... Um, with PCW and IWE, they are doing just about everything they can, and so PCW's next show, January twenty second or January second, and then IWE January twenty uh, third. So I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to see what comes around for those two promotions. Now, um, as far as the promotions that that you and I would typically go to, most of them are, are taking December off, but Southern Honor and Action are going to be December the 11th. While I've got you, let me ask you, you know, Joe Black had to relinquish that Southern Honor championship uh, because of the torn Achilles, and it was announced that Gary Lamb's going to pick six people, Dylan Frymer's going to pick uh, six people, so you're going to have six matches, and then the six winners are going to wrestle in a scramble match to determine the champion. Who do you think, if you had to make a pick today, who do you think is going to be the next Southern Honor heavyweight champion? Um, without knowing who's going to be in it, they will probably, I, I, I would guess Gunnar Miller. 
I, you know, he has just been on such a tear since he came back. And he's had his eyes on that. And uh, the thing with a scramble match is anything can happen. Like, I'm 99.9%, I'm 100% confident Gunnar Miller can put, put away whoever they put against him in that first round. But once a scramble match starts, you know, Gunnar Miller may find himself outside the ring and a pinfall happens, you know, while he's getting back in. I mean, anything uh, can happen. I, I mean, Gunnar Miller has got to be, you know, if Vegas cared about Georgia wrestling was making odds, he'd have to be top. I, you know, I've thrown out a name that you and I are very familiar with, and that's Owen Knight. Yeah. I think Owen Knight has something to prove in Southern Honor. And I don't know that anybody's going to be more determined to win that championship than, than him on, on December the 11th. That's true. Yeah, I, I heard your pick, and it's a good one. Uh, well, we'll see. So, Joe, uh, remind everybody, where can they go to see all the suplexes and, and microphones uh, interviews and uh, follow you guys? Yeah, everything related to our social media is at Suplexes Mics. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. Uh, my more talented co-host is uh, Nate Pritchard. He handles all that for us because he's much better at it. Well, I need to I need to have you and Nate on the – I need to reverse the roles and have you guys on for a video interview at some point and uh, see how you like it on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, we'll be happy to do it. We won't be as interesting as any of the people we interview, but we'll be happy to do it. <laughs> um, well, listen, man. Hey, thank you so much again um, for taking some time out on a Sunday evening to talk wrestling with me. I always enjoy it. Uh, so glad you and your your son and your friends had a good time at the show. I, you know, every time uh, it's like you said, of, of my fourteen jobs, they're interfering with my wrestling hobby. So I'm curious. I'm hoping yeah. to get out to a show soon. Yeah, an IWE show legit was was very fun. Everyone that I knew that went, which was at least a dozen people, said the same word: fun, fun, fun. So shout out to those guys for putting on a fun show. Listen, and if you're a if you're a promoter listening to this, you got to know. I mean, you guys have a group of friends, the GCGC, and you guys travel together to shows, and uh, and you guys just don't kind of pick that lightly. I mean, if you're going to take ten to twelve people to a show, it's got to be a good one. So I would encourage you, if you're a promoter re- in that region, reach out to Joe because that's. Again, that's 10 to 15 people you could get at your show if it's interesting enough. That's right. That's true. And and the whole purpose of the GCGC is representing our area as fans and traveling to different shows. And, you know, we've been to PWX, PCW, uh, Southern Honor. Uh, Obviously, Viral is kind of the home promotion. IWE is right here. So uh, there's, there's not really a distance that we wouldn't travel for a good show. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I think I may have mentioned last week, OSCW is running, um, I think, December the 13th. So, I'm, I'm, I, I, hopefully I got some shows in December, you know, barring something unexpected that I'm going to get to. So, I'm excited for that. Well, hopefully I can catch you at one. 
That'd be awesome, man. Well, Joe, have a uh, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. All right, man.